Hey folks, this is Tyler Not Gregson from Chasers of the Light, and you are listening to the Signal Fire Podcast, the show that dives into life, the universe, poetry, and just about everything else. As always, there's a lot more info on tylernot.com, and we would love to see you there. Now, on with the show. What's cooking, all you turkey-loving, stuffing-faced celebrators? <laughs> that made absolutely no sense. Um, it is the Sunday that immediately follows the old Thanksgiving. And while I don't care much for Thanksgiving, um, I wanted to discuss it a little bit. Uh, if you're allergic to food like I am, Thanksgiving just kind of sucks, to be honest. Um, but today's, this Sunday edition, this Sunday edition of the Signal Fire, is called Gather Round Tables on this year, the 27th of November. And I wanted to talk about that. Um, yeah, I want to talk about Thanksgiving and food and the way that food has uh, become such a, a mainstay um, when it comes to how we celebrate things. And I just wanted to dive into it because that's what I do. I dive into weird crap that my weird brain thinks up and then I think, hey, people probably want to hear about this, even though you probably don't. And you're probably like, you're weird. Um, <laughs> so yeah. Uh, yeah, let's do it, man. Let's get into it. It's Sunday. You probably are in like a somewhat of a turkey coma. And so I'll make it easy on you today. I'll just get into it. Gather round tables, November 27th. Here we go. If asked, I would wager a guess that the vastest of all vast majorities of you reading this today would immediately be able to tell me at least five foods you immediately associate with the Thanksgiving holiday and probably another three or four that you associate with Christmas and another few for the 4th of July. I'd be willing to bet that these associations are so strong, imagining said holiday without those foods would be damn near sacrilege unthinkable, a complete false. Plain and simple, no matter what the foods you choose to eat, we are a culture built around food. Not just we, as in those living in the same country that I do, but we as a species spread across a planet. Food is the centerpiece for so much of our gatherings, so much of how we relate to one another, care for one another. And it got me wondering about it more and more, especially considering the extremely limited diet that I am forced to eat in my own life. We have just come through another Thanksgiving holiday here in the U.S. of A., and so many of us are probably still filling our stomachs with leftovers of the turkey persuasion, the cranberry, the tater kind. First, before I dive into the deeply ingrained reasons behind our society being so food-based, I want to say the following. So much of my confusion about the societal focus on food and the fact that all of our gatherings are centered around food or drink comes from the fact that I have a lot of food allergies and I've lived my entire life dealing with a very sensitive stomach to the things I may not be allergic to, but I'm intolerant to. And as such, I literally hate food. I hate eating it. It brings me no joy. And if I'm totally honest, with very few exceptions, Food has always just been fuel, a necessary thing that I have to do a couple of times a day because if I don't, I don't operate. So, consider that a bit of an explanation as to why I may be skeptical and confused by our collective obsession with all things eats. 
onward. <sighs> Human beings, <clears throat> that's us, are basically the only creatures on earth that cook our food before consumption, and we've always been. This preparation, this care, changes not only the nutrients we should that was just me, the nutrients we receive from the food we're consuming, but it also creates the environment where food transforms from just those nutrients into something more. Anthropologists have studied food and its role in society for years. One scientist named Margaret Mead, which is so rad that she's named after that honeyed wine, beer stuff, <laughs> even believed that food extended beyond the boundaries of nutrition and into the realm of gifting, being an important thing to share with friends, with family, and with those that had value in your life. Even phrases like to break bread are about precisely this. The cooking of the food on fires began all of this, and fire was quite possibly the single most important sociological invention, as it not only enabled our survival, but community, as those gathered around it to stay alive, to prepare the meals, and to create and preserve culture. This benefit exists to this day, with new studies even showing that young people that eat at least one dinner a week with family, quote, I'm quoting, have less obesity, lower cholesterol levels, and lower blood pressure. And all of these benefits extend even further if that one moves to six or to seven a week. For all of us in this modern society where heat can be instant, meals fast-fooded, and community virtual, why does food still hold the power that it does? Simply put, because it always will. Because we must always eat, and we must always stay part of communities. Some studies are even showing that longevity and resistance to chronic disease are even byproducts of this shared meal culture. And as long as the benefits keep piling up, as long as we keep needing to eat, we'll always be finding reasons, excuses, and motivations to do so together. But what about people like me, you might be asking? Actually, you're probably not asking because I'm a weirdo and I'm asking because I'm the weirdo. What about people with allergies to so many different ingredients, so many intolerances that make the prospect of eating at all, let alone in the company of many others, a daunting one? All my life, I have dreaded eating because so often I'm either not able to find food I can eat or forced to eat food that I know will make me sick or most often have to choose to not eat at all in order to not go through those usual repercussions. <clears throat> Sorry. I bet you just hate it when I clear my throat, but I don't have a choice sometimes. It's really hot in this little Harry Potter cupboard. <sighs> anyway. As sad as it sounds, I would rather take a pill three times a day if one were to be invented that could provide all the nutrients I need. I say this, and those I know and love are horrified by the idea, but for someone like me, it would be such soothing relief. Strange thing is, when you can't do the eating, the culture around the gathering begins to wither for you, and instead of looking forward to the holidays, the get-togethers, the parties, you're left wishing you could opt out wishing you could eat the few safe things you can eat and move on, which makes me realize something and ponder a different way. What if, in addition to all the reasons we gather around eating and drinking already, whether it's coffee dates, barbecues, office or school potlucks, etc., can we add in more reasons to get together that have nothing at all to do with food or with drink? 
Maybe. But I have a feeling most people would feel just as uncomfortable as them, at them, as I do at theirs. No matter. I know I'm in the minority here, and that is okay. I will keep going to the dinners, keep showing up at the barbecues, keep doing the dance. We are a culture built around food, and that ain't going away. For now, I will wait until that pill arrives. For all of you who do love food, love to eat, love to share it with one another, perhaps this is a perfect place to illuminate me as to what it is about the food and the eating itself that makes it mean so much more to you. I truly would love to know and hear the other side of the coin. Sound off. Educate me. I am all ears as my stomach sucks. So yeah, leave a comment below. Let me know. Here is the haiku on this post-Thanksgiving Sunday. Gather round tables, pass the plates, pass the dishes, hold each other's hands. I hope you had a great time if you got to spend time with your family. I hope it was a beautiful holiday for those who celebrate it. Um, and if you don't and you're like me, then I hope you found solace in some other ways. Uh, speaking of, on the website, on tylernot.com, as always, there's a photograph, and it is one of my favorites. Sarah took this photo of me in Doolin, Ireland. I ordered a chicken sandwich plain, because I can't eat anything, and the way that this pub chose to handle it was they brought me out two pieces of bread, a little bun, and inside of it, they just stacked up like six chicken goujons, which are just like chicken fingers with nothing else and so there's a photo of a very confused me holding this and being like this how do i even eat this and it's a pretty funny photo so go check it out if you want uh i love you a ton and i will see you next sunday and like i said i hope you had a great holiday if you celebrated it if not i hope it was just a cool weekend i'll see you next week This beautiful signal fire intro and outro music was graciously provided by my best buddy, Gregory Allen Isakov. If you're not yet listening, you're missing out. Head to GregoryAllenIsakov.com for more. Thanks, buddy. I love you.